Have a seat. Everybody have a seat. Relax. Thanks for having me. Nice to be back at Silverwater. It's been so long. Ages. Just haven't invited me for ages. I'm really offended. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Man, my God, my God. Hey, um, we've got a message this morning. Cool, we got enough time. Uh, this message is called Believe Again. We're on a series uh, talking about faith and this, and this morning's about faith steps. And what I'm gonna talk about is, is th- this is, for me, this is the best step of faith you'll ever make in your life. What I'm talking about this morning. The Scripture comes from Acts 6, 5 in the New Living Translation. And I was reading it a while back and it smacked me in the head. Ever read the Bible and all of a sudden one thing would just go gook? And you're like, either I've never seen that before or I've glanced over it before. That's because the Bible says that the Word of God is living and active. So I'll make that clearer. The Word of God is alive. It's spiritual. It's life. It has life in and of itself. The Word of God is is alive. That's weird. Anyone say that's weird? That's weird because it's weird, right? So this book is alive. And I was reading it the other day and the Scripture here, and it says this. Now, what was happening is, is the church was starting to grow and the disciples were saying, hey, we want to go out preaching to everybody, but we need some people who are going to look after church business. That's what they were after. So they needed to choose some people. And it says this, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Further down, it says, he performed great signs and wonders among the people. And I read it and this bit slapped me in the face. I don't want to do it too hard. I've got to wash my skin for work. Um, and, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith. And I was like, what? What? Hang on. A man full of faith. Oh, he was full. Uh, he was full. Full. The word full, I looked it up because I thought, Really? What does it mean in the Greek? It means full. It means it actually means full as opposed to empty. He was full to the brim. When something is full of something, you can't put anything else in it. I went to park in Manly the other day in one of those car park, you know, multi-story thing, and I couldn't get in. Do you know why? It was full. When something's full, it's full. I was filling up the car the other day, and then the, the thing clicked off that I was filling up the car with. Do you know why? Because the tank was full. I've been to buffets before. You've probably done it too. And you, well, you're supposed to stop when you're full. You know how it is. He was full. Oh, man. He was full. And he was full of faith. Gee, imagine being that guy. Imagine being full of just faith. That is full of just faith. Not a mixture of of anger and disappointment and regret and doubt as well, but just full of faith. What would that even look like? I always think in pictures, it's kind of like the, the brain I have. Does anyone else have that kind of creative head that's everything's in pictures, right? I, it's like a, an excuse the spiritual uh, metaphor, but it's like this big, I imagine there's a big round ball of glowing positive energy. He's just full of faith. And then, and then I was thinking, yeah, but what, is he, what has he got faith for? What has he got faith for? They chose Stephen, a man full of faith. Do you know what? It doesn't say. It doesn't say what he was full of faith for. The Bible doesn't say 
that he was believing for anything in particular at all. The Bible didn't say, and they chose Stephen, a man who was believing for a house. And they chose Stephen, a man who was great at believing for car parks. They just, you know who you are if you're good at that. You know, they, they, they chose Stephen, a man who was full of faith. He wasn't believing God for anything in particular. He was just believing God. He was just believing God. Have you ever got to that stage in your life where you get sick of believing God for things? You know, and I believe God for that, but that didn't come about. And now I've got a chunk of disappointment in my life. And I believe God for that, and that didn't come to pass exactly the way I wanted to happen. So, I, you know, I've got a bit of regret about even going down that track in the first place and believing for that. And now I'm disappointed. I think I've told you this before, and I'll throw it in this message because I like to say things that pop into my heart. Dr. Cho, largest church in the world, he had a dream one night. And uh, he had a dream, and the devil had his back to him like this in this picture. And he was holding a big sword. And God and, and Dr. Cho said to God, what's, it? what's this dream? And God said to him, the devil's holding the number one weapon he uses against people in the body of Christ to take them out of the running. And he goes, oh, wow. And the devil turned around and he had a big sword and the sword had disappointment written on it. I thought I'd be married by now. I thought I'd be healed by now. I thought I'd be out of debt by now. I thought I'd be happy by now. I thought I'd have peace by now. And we can get to this stage in life. But this guy, Stephen, was totally different. He was full of faith, yet not believing for any one thing in particular. He was just believing God. My pastor, Pastor Phil, I love it how he talks about this. He says, I, I, he says, I know this isn't really doctrinally right. He said, I feel like sometimes it's like a switch on the side of me which is like a faith switch where I just sort of go kunk on kunk, and step into faith. I just believe God. I'm tired of getting disappointed in life. You know what I mean? I want to just be someone who believes God. I actually had a stage in my life, I like being brutally honest with you, where I got miserable. And I realised that I'd turn into an unbelieving believer. Anyone know what that's like? You go through life and you, it's amazing how far you can go through life as a Christian. I don't really even need one bunny year there. As a Christian, but actually not believe God at all. And I was thinking because I'd had a couple of things that didn't come out. I'm just being honest. The way I thought they would, as quick as I thought they would, as big as I thought they would. And I turned into an unbelieving believer. And I thought I had a right to stop believing God because things didn't work out the way that I thought they would and the way I prayed them to. But I noticed after a long period of time of being a non-believing believer that there was something else that had entered into my life, not just unbelief, but I was flipping miserable. Sorry to use the F word. I was miserable. I don't know if you've ever ex experienced this. I'm just... A miserable God. I'm winching about this. I don't know if you've ever got to that stage. And I might be, I'm talking about just believing God again, just flipping that switch back on again to get in that state of, no, you know what? You might be at that stage where I was at when it was like, God, for that one really reason, I can't go another day being this flipping miserable. See, I used it again. 
being this jolly miserable, being this down, God. I can't handle another day of this. I need to go to that place when I remember I was happy. I remember when I was full of joy. I remember when I was full of peace. And maybe it was so long ago, it was when you first got saved. I don't know when it was, when something switch flipped on the inside of you and you just believed God. There was this attitude that you'd wake up. I believe God. That's possible. You know what? I believe God. You became full of faith. Can I read your scripture? Yeah, good, 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 good. I'm not belittling anything that you've been through here. By the way, please be with me because I know some of you face some things that I've never faced before. But as a wise man once said, you don't drown by falling into water. You drown by staying there, right? Here's a great scripture. This is Romans 15, 13. And the Amplified says this. May the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. What? May the God of hope fill you with all joy. How much? All joy. Do I really need to look up joy in the original Greek? Don't make me. Don't make me do it. Some of you go, what's joy? Well, it's been a long time, hasn't it? <laughs> Fill you with all joy. When was the last time you had a blooming laugh? Honestly, like a decent laugh, like borderline wet your pants laugh. Has it been a long, long time? May the God of hope fill you. And I hate it how we religiousify joy. It's joy. I've got joy. No, you don't. You're miserable. Fill you with all joy. <laughs> Hallelujah. And peace. My God. May the God of all hope. Do you know what hope, the word hope means? The hope means a positive expectancy of something good. That's exactly what it means. A positive expectancy of something good. I say it and I giggle a little bit. Because, can I risk it? Say this after me. Something good's going to happen. Some of you are like, well, I don't want to try it again. Something good's going to happen. Say, for the service of you that are still struggling, try this. Something good might happen. Some of you are like, I can say that. I can deal with that at the moment. Something good might happen. It's, it's almost like you feel it. There's something that bubbles up on the inside of you. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. That's like, God, I'm not asking for much. But if you could just flip that switch, if you could just, just believe again. I know you've been through tough times, but if you could just believe again. I look at this and I think if the only thing that I ever get out of believing God was being full of peace and full of joy, that it is absolutely, totally worth it. Are you with me on that? Because I meet people that doubt everything and they're miserable. And it, honestly, I was a non-believing believer for a couple of years. I think I was still preaching and been a non-believing believer. You know what I mean? Sorry to disappoint, but it's true. But, and I'd meet other people that were non-believing believers. I was in a meeting for work the other day. Went for three hours. You know those meetings. And there was one person in the meeting. Everyone was positive except that one person. And eventually it became really, really clear. And I think they might even get the sack because of it. But it was just, it was just... This emanating, and it's like, I don't want to be that anymore. Can I be even more honest with you? I have felt in times of being a non-believing believer, where, the, where I've tried to believe God, and the devil's got in my ear and said, you're going to look like a fool. You're going to look like an idiot if you 
decide to believe God again. And things don't work out. And I came back to this scripture and I said, I don't care. Because of the only thing I get out of this life is running through this year after year full of peace and joy, then I'm happy with that. I'm going to live my life believing God again, flicking that switch and believing God. I know Pastor Phil even says this. He was preaching about faith once and he stopped in the middle. And he said, you know what? I've got to be honest with you. I love preaching about faith. And people ask me why I continue to believe. And he said, bottom line is when I believe I'm happy, when I doubt I'm sad. Isn't that crazy? Imagine you wake up tomorrow morning. Maybe you, I reckon Stephen was one of these guys he had written next to his bed. It's possible. You know, believing isn't always, this is going to happen here and there. That can just kind of, and I know God drops some things into our heart that we believe in specifically for, but the undergirding current of our life should always be constantly up, just believe God anyway. I'm just going to believe God anyway, because it makes me feel so flipping Good. Maybe you need to write next to your bed. It's possible. I started saying it all the time. People would say to me, I'm thinking about doing this. Do you think it'll work? And I said, man, that's possible. And people go, you think so? I was like, I don't know, but all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes me feel so good. And it started making other people feel great too. It's possible. You know that house you believe in for? It's possible. Is it going to happen? I don't know when. Is it, how is it going to? I don't know. But It's possible. It's possible. But it's possible. Am I, will I ever get out of debt? Yeah, it's possible. It's absolutely possible. It's absolutely possible. I know you go, but I don't, I've tried for 10, 12, 15 years. Do you think I'll still get? It's totally possible. Do you think I'll get healed? It's absolutely possible. Why? I believe God. And you might be thinking, Jamie, that's ridiculous. Well, I've already heard that from the devil, so thanks for your encouragement. But come with me on this. Some of you might be thinking this morning, yeah, but Jamie, I'm not perfect. Well, you have to leave. Where do they leave? They're not perfect people. Just straight out that. Just joking. <laughs> Join the queue. I'm not perfect. Some people, you might even have that. God's given up on me because I've doubted for so long. I was caught up with a young man this week who's, who's, who's getting into show business overseas and we've caught up for a bunch of times. And uh, he said to me, how do you handle the low seasons? You know, you have seasons that are busy and then you have seasons where it seems nothing's happening at all and you feel, almost feel like you're going backwards. He said, how do you handle those seasons? And do you know what I said? Really badly because nothing's happening. I think you got this perception that you have to be 100% perfect all the time. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll still believe God, but sometimes are harder than other times. Is that okay to say that? Goodness sake, we're people, aren't we? But get this, get this. And maybe you're thinking, God's given up on me. I'm not perfect. I love this. You might say, Jamie, why do you believe God? (laughs) Gee, even if you're not perfect, Jamie, you still believe God? Why? This is in James 1 1 verse 5. NIV, it says this. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it'll be given to you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Without finding fault. You're lacking wisdom in a situation you don't know what to do. Anyone got a situation you don't know what to do? You go to God and you ask, this is crazy, who gives generously more than you need to all, all, stop disqualifying yourself. That's everyone. All, everyone. But I'm, shut up, everyone. I know it's a tough love this morning. Is that all right? 
all, who gives to all. And how does he do it? Oh, does he do it by looking for, oh, hang on a second. No, hang on a second. You're disqualified because you've done this. You were thinking of this. No, he does it, gives to all without finding fault. He's not a fault finding God. He's a faith finding God. God's not looking for what you've done wrong. God's looking for what you've done right. He's not looking for doubt in your life. I'm full of doubt. He's not looking for that. He can see it, but he's not looking for it. He's not looking for doubt in your life. He's looking for a little spike of something. He's just looking for a little, he's looking for a little, it's possible on a Sunday morning at, at Silverwater. He's looking for a, it's possible. I feel like I'm in a sea of doubt. I'm not looking for that. I can see this. I can see the doubt. I'm looking for something else. I'm looking for a little spike of possibility. I'm looking for a little spike of it's possible. Can you give me just a little, it's possible. He gives all to all generously without finding fault. He's a faith finding God. And then this week, preparing for this message, I went down this whole track of discovering that Jesus went from town to town looking for something. Gosh, this is crazy, crazy. Jesus went, with, he went into a town, there was a centurion there and uh, the centurion had a sick servant. And he said, Jesus, can you come and heal my servant? Jesus said, I'll come to your house. He goes, don't bother. Just say it and my servant will be healed. Gosh, do you know what Jesus said to him? Jesus starts, whoa, and he says this, he says, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with faith like that. Such great faith. He found something. He found it. He found something. That means maybe he was... He was looking for it. Maybe Jesus has gone from town to town with people that are swimming in oceans of doubt and despair. But somebody goes, yeah, but if you say it, Jesus, I reckon it'll happen in my life. Boom. That's all I need. That's all I need. Jesus walking through a town, all these people are around touching him, touching him, touching him, trying to get healed. This lady who the Bible said had an issue of blood for 12 years. For 12 years, she spent all that she had. For those of you sitting here this morning that go, Jamie, it's been a long time. 12 years, she'd done all she could. For those of you sitting here this morning that have done all you could, this is for you as well. And then the Bible says that she goes up and she touches Jesus for a preordained miracle that had been decided since the beginning of time. No. She touches Jesus. Jesus turns around. Do you know what he says? Who, who is that? <laughs> he said, who touched me? Jesus walking along, full of power. Someone... She gets healed, wham, Jesus goes, whoa, gosh, I'm walking from town to town looking for faith and somebody just reached out and got something. Somebody's just had 12 years of despair and anguish and ridiculed and being put aside outside of society with this issue of blood. But all of a sudden, after 12 years, somebody decided on a Sunday morning in order to believe God and something happened. And he actually turned around and said, who got it? Isn't that nuts? He doesn't care who gets it. He just wants you to believe again, just to go, I'm going to believe God. If it only makes me feel good, I'm going to believe God because I know for a fact, as I read the Bible, that he's not a fault finding God, that he's going around and he's looking for something. He's looking for something that's going to activate the power of heaven 
in your life again. People say, well, Jamie, why do you believe God? Because I don't want to disqualify myself from what God's got for me. Are you holding out for one particular thing? Do you know what? There are a couple of things I'm believing for, but bottom line is I just believe God. All the bloomin' time. I've changed it to the B word. It's crazy, right? How's this? He even goes to his hometown. You've probably heard this before. He goes to his hometown. And the Bible says he could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. I think that's a pretty amazing miracle myself. And he was amazed at their partying. No, he could not heal. Couldn't do many miracles. He was amazed at the mistakes they'd made in life. No, he was amazed at their filthy habits. No, no, sorry, wrong scripture. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Isn't that crazy? That word amazed means marveled. He he was just like, hey, I'm kind of here. We can do some stuff. Do you want to do some stuff? No, I've believed for stuff. I I can't just switch on, believe you again. I don't know if I can believe you again after what I've been through. And he left the town. People who could have been healed, should have been healed, could have had breakthroughs, should have had breakthroughs, would have had breakthroughs. He said, I just need you to believe again, but I'll feel like an idiot. Just go ahead and do it. Just go ahead and be an idiot. If the worst thing that ever happens, you live life being full of peace and full of joy again. And you never know. You got things that start to happen in your life once again. It's been a long time, 12 years, that woman with issue of blood. Maybe it's been longer for you. I don't know what it is. We'll get the band to come back up just as we finish up, if that's all right. I love the Scripture. It's in Hebrews. I'll finish on this. The Bible says this, uh, Hebrews 3, 7 to 8 in the Amplified. It says, therefore, just as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear His voice, do not Harden your heart. Is anyone here this morning, I've talked about believing God again, you feel your heart just go. Yeah, the Holy Spirit says in the Word of God, today, if you hear my voice, don't shut the door. Don't shut the door on my heart. Can you imagine Jesus walking from town to town, village to village? Can you imagine walking through here today? He said, if you hear my voice, I need you to believe again. I know you might not be jumping up and down, waving your hands, going, I believe God. (laughs) He said, but can I see an ocean of doubt? Can you give me just a little? It's possible this morning. Can you give me just a little? It's possible this morning. You start to feel, and I tell you, I I went all through this, this message and studied so much Scripture, and I love doing that for the Word of God. But bottom line, I felt with this whole message was God say, tell people to believe again. They'll feel feel happy. They'll have a smile on their face again. God wants you to have an amazing life. Maybe for you, you have to go back to when you were little, when you believed everything was going to be all right. Could you do that this morning again? And say this step of faith, everything is going to be all right. (laughs) <laughs> you might have the devil in your ear this morning. So you're going to look like an idiot. No, I'm going to be happy and I'm going to be full of peace and I'm going to live my life happy. 
and full of peace because I'm tired of being miserable. I'm tired of being miserable. I'm tired of being critical. I love what Joyce Meyer said once. She's praying, complaining about how bad her life had gone. You've probably heard her story about being abused for so many years, physically, mentally abused for so long. And God eventually said to her, Joyce, you can be pitiful or you can be powerful. You can't be both. Sometimes we hear that tough love from God and it's like, You can't keep both. You can't be critical and powerful. You can't be pitiful and powerful. You can't be disappointed and powerful. Sometimes you gotta see. Jesus said to the disciples, we're gonna go to the other side of the lake. Sometimes you gotta leave somewhere to go somewhere. You gotta give it a, you know what? Every time that critical thought comes back into my head now, it's like, I'm gonna believe God. I believe everything's gonna be all right. I'm disappointed. You know what? When that thought comes back, nah. I'm gonna believe God that everything's gonna be all right again. I feel let down. I believe everything's gonna be all right. I, I regret doing that. You know what? You can go for the next blooming 30 to 40 to 50 odd years thinking that same thought. It'll go round and around and around. It goes nowhere. You've got to say goodbye to that. You've got to say goodbye to that this morning. You've got to let that go. It's time to let that go. You've been holding on to it and swinging it around your head. It's become your identity. Your regrets has become your identity. It's become part of you. This is why I'm like this. Felt like God said this morning, that lasso thing just looks weird. Let me just, can I just take it? Can I just take it? Today when you hear my voice, says the Holy Spirit, don't harden your heart. Just let me take it. Just start saying it's possible. That all things are going to work out together for good. I'm going to believe God. Let's just close our eyes right across here as we finish. Father, this morning, I thank You for Your presence and Your power right across this place. I believe it's a time of renewal, a time for people letting go of even identity. I, there's a term in the world today called identity theft. It's believed to be the fastest growing crime in the world, identity theft. And I believe it comes into the body of Christ. And the devil wants to steal your true identity by saying regret. Your identity is regret. Your identity is failure. Your identity is fear. And I say the Lord is saying to you today, it is not. You let that go. Do not harden your heart this morning. I want you to step into that throne room today. I want you to believe me. I want you to believe in a God who loves you so much. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You let go of that and you come with me this morning.